Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. everybody. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan, Steve Peters. How are you guys doing today? We're just gearing up for the Canada US game, aren't we? Isn't this like a hell yeah preview to that? Hell yeah. Can't Let's wait go. for that one. Um, it's It's been fun talking World Juniors. Uh, it's been nice that the tournament has gone smoothly this winter versus last year where it got canceled. And then that August tournament, just it just didn't feel quite like the World Juniors. So this is a nice, you know, a nice feeling that it, it's fully back. And it's been fun talking about all the prospects in the tournament, all the Coyotes prospects, all the potential Coyotes prospects. Yeah. Connor Bedard. <laughs> just wait until they play it at the TED. I know. Yeah, oh coming. my God. I think about that too. Okay, when they do, can we cover it live? Craig, is that going to be uh, live? Hell yes. Are okay. you kidding me? Line me up. I'll yeah, put in I, my credential request I've never today. Been, never been. Either have I. It's my dream. Same. Let's go. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about the Kai's prospects in the tournament. Um, and, you know, Craig, obviously, he does his monthly prospect reports, which you can obviously check out at gophnx.com. But today we thought, you know, on the on the subject of prospects that we would check in on some maybe lesser known Coyotes prospects, not ones necessarily in the tournament, not the Logan Cooleys, the Dylan Gunthers of the world, but some some other ones. So we'll, we're going to check in on a few forwards, defensemen and goalies and uh, just kind of give everybody a little glimmer of hope for the future, hopefully. And let's start with the forwards, Craig, and I'm going to I'm going to start it with you but we'll start with Ilya Fedotov who was a 2021 draft pick um, drafted 43rd overall by the Coyotes what do you know about this guy yeah interesting player like I, I remember back when he was drafted Bob McKenzie talked about how he's one of those players that there was a wide variance in views on him where he could have even gone late first round he could be later because there was some disagreement but a lot of the scouts saw a lot of high-end skill with this guy. So he was maybe a guy that you might have to wait a little bit on to see what developed. Well, he's in the K right now, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of this team. Even me, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the team that he's playing for in the K right now. Let's just say it starts with two N's, okay? Oh, my God. I'm looking at this. Right? 
Okay, wait, can I try? Neftechemic. No, I give up. Exactly. (laughs) Nizhnikomsk. I I, I got the pronunciation of the the last one, actually, Nizhnikomsk. But yeah, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the other one. But he's he's producing in the KHL. He's a 19-year-old. It's not easy. This is a good league. Um, widely considered the second best league right in the world behind the NHL and and he's producing so there's some excitement about him I've talked to Lee Stempniak there's a you can find a story you know one of the past prospect reports that I wrote on him where I discuss him and and he's progressed even from there Lee Stempniak likes this kid Um, you know you never know until these guys get on North American soil maybe get into the AHL what they might develop into but there's some potential here with a player like Ilya Fedotov. And listen, the Coyotes are, we, we know about the Dylan Gunthers. We know about the Logan Cooleys of the world, um, but they're going to need obviously some players to fill in around those guys. And this is one guy to potentially watch in more of a, a skilled, you know, a top six or top nine role. Yeah. And one of the things with this player, and I know he's not listed as a, he's not listed as a, he's six one one ninety. I mean, it's a, it's a good size kid. He's not like six, three, six, four. Like we talk about some of the Bill Armstrong players, but the one thing about Fedotov is he plays like a bigger player. He plays physically, he plays a hard game. And that's when, when we talk about prospects and where they fit in, this is a guy. And I, again, uh, that's what we do here. We project and we talk about futures. This is a guy that fills a role. He's not Logan Cooley. He's not a guy that he's not that skilled guy that's going to add your top end offense. Craig said to Craig's point, he's he's a secondary scoring guy. He can provide offense, but he can also provide that physicality. And I think that we talk about a slot. This is a guy that I see more like a third line winger that he can he can play that game where he can play physical skates well enough that he can get up and down the ice. But he's a more physical player than he is an offensive player. Um, and you need third line players to win. And I think this is where I see this player is is filling a slot and filling a need. I think the Coyotes are looking at guys like Cooley and Gunther, and they're starting to get that. And I think they're going to get another one of those this year. Um, So maybe this is a player to look for down the road that can fill in more of that. um, Still top nine, but fill a role in that third line area where he can play that physical role and, and play two sides of the puck. It's so hard to judge guys when they're playing in Europe, playing in the KHL. It's again, you, you know, it's a good league, but how much translates there? There are different styles. There, there are a lot of differences. And how is a guy going to adjust to a, American culture when he's never been in it before? You know, there's so many questions. You really need to get these guys on North American soil before you really have a sense of what they might become. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. Um, you know, he was a top early sorry an early second round pick so you know in in the front half of of the 2021 draft but um any other things on Fedotov before we move on to our next guy uh, we're gonna do like kind of quick hitters on each of them just to give everybody a a update um and this next guy is one we actually do talk about a little bit more maybe more of a household name among our among the Coyotes fans and that's Ben McCartney um who I know Petey's a big fan of his um, right now in in Tucson, but he was a seventh round pick in the 2020 draft by the Coyotes. And this season with the Roadrunners, he has 11 points right now in 26 games. We've also seen him in a Kachina um, over the last year or so. So thoughts on uh, Ben McCartney? Yeah, one thing about Ben and this is really, really the, the true story of this is the guy that's drafted in the seventh round. And, and I think that that's the first thing you look at when you look at Ben McCartney is you go, oh, gosh, he was drafted when? 
And I think that's what draws your eye to him first. But then secondarily, you see what kind of a player he is. And again, it's similar to what I said with Fedotov. He fills a role. Ben McCartney, you notice Ben when he's on the ice. One, he works extremely hard, but he gets to tough areas and he can make things. He's got, you know, 40 penalty minutes in 26 games right now for the Roadrunners. Um, I still think, you know, this is a year that the Coyotes have not had a lot of injuries. Um, but if they do, he's a guy I could see getting some ice time here because of the role that he fills. He's not going to fill the same st- shot um, spot in the lineup as a Carconi would fill. Um, but I still think he's a guy, if, you, if you're losing somebody on the bottom, like, a, you know, the, the bottom six forwards that you need a little different element, I could see Ben McCartney making another trip to to Arizona. Yeah, this is a guy, I mean, first off, with seven-round picks, you'll see a lot of teams talk about their philosophy with seventh-round picks. You take a flyer on somebody, you see something in them that you think could develop, whether it's, okay, here's skill that we could develop, or here's here's a guy, in the case of Ben McCartney, who could be a really good kind of penalty killer, energy guy. That's exactly what he's shown so far. He brings it every night. This is a guy who just doesn't cheat the game. He shows up to play. I know a lot of people might be looking at his stats this season in Tucson and say, well, he's not producing as much as he did. We had a terrific offensive season last year. But remember, Tucson is a different situation this year. <laughs> at least it was before the Coyotes started stealing all their players again. Um, you have more depth down there than you had last year. So Ben McCartney is playing in a higher role. Now he's slotted more into the role that's probably going to suit him moving forward in the NHL. As Steve Potfan will say over and over again, I'm sure you guys have heard it, on all your down the I-10 episodes with him, you need to teach players to become complete 200-foot players. You need to teach them how to play in the NHL. And so it's not always about judging the the goals and assists. Sometimes guys have different roles. That's the case with Ben McCartney. He's learning to be the player that he would eventually be for the Coyotes. Yep. So that's our uh, notes on Ben McCartney. We'll move on to our next name, which is one of my favorite names all time, um, Miko Matika. It's just super fun to say. It is. Um, he was a 2021, or sorry, 2022, 67th overall pick, a third round pick for the Arizona Coyotes, and he is in the USHL this season, 35 points in 26 games. So, you know, over a point per game guy in the USHL right now. Um, slotted to go to, to college. Isn't that right, Craig? He's yes. supposed to be at Denver um, next. He was supposed to be there this season. Um, I think it was school credits or something. He had yes, to did transfer. Yeah, yeah, didn't transfer. So he's in the USHL, but expect to see him at Denver next year, which is great. You know, Denver is a team that plays Arizona State, so possibly Arizona Coyotes fans will get a chance to see him when they take on Arizona State next year. But um, what are your thoughts on Miko Matika? Well, you'll hear a lot of coaches say that if a guy is producing this kind of offense in the USHL, it's going to translate in, in the NCAA. They're going to step over and be able to produce at this level in college. So, that's a really encouraging sign for Miko Batika. I just did a prospect report in November where I talked about him. So if you want to read a little bit more about him in his thoughts, Leah mentioned some of that stuff. Um, you, you, you can read that on gophnx.com. But I think what, what Lee said about him initially is he, you know, he got off to a little bit of a slow start in the USHL where he maybe didn't realize how good a league the, the USHL was. But once he got his feet under him, man, he's really been rolling. And that's like you said, it's it's encouraging to see, and we're going to get a chance probably. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think Denver is on ASU schedule again 
next season. So we might be able to get to see him again in the next season. It sort of makes sense for those two schools to play all the time, given their proximity. And ASU is just not close to anybody. But another intriguing prospect with a lot of skill who you need these guys. You need these guys. One or two of them. If one or two of them pans out that you didn't expect, okay, you've got guys to fill in around all the uh, big name players that we've talked about. And of course, you know, Connor Bedard and Austin Matthews (laughs) as well. Yeah, and I think this is one of those things, and we're going to hear this a lot in the show, is, is guys fitting into roles and fitting into spots. And I think <clears throat> Craig hit this one in the head. It's, you need skills somewhere, and we keep talking about players like, uh, you know, even Connor Geeky and Gunther and the, the skill guys and Cooley. But to Craig's point, they don't always hit. And, and even if, if Miko Matika ends up being a roadrunner, let's say, to start, um, you're still going to need guys that can fill in down in the American League and can play in their top six that can fill in spots when players are injured and out. And I think that that's where this player may potentially start. But having said that, that's what I said about Michelli. And Mao Michelli, you know, I thought he was going to be a more of a role guy another year in the American League. Well, he's one of the top rookie scorers in the National Hockey League. So... You know, you just see these paths that these kids develop on. The one thing about him, he's a goal scorer. He's an offensive player. And and coaches love guys that can score, clearly. And this team is going to need guys that can score because eventually Keller and Schmaltz and those guys are going to move on. And you're going to need somebody to fill those shoes. And I think he is one of those players that can fill on that kind of a skill level. I just think his development path may be a year or two behind, you know, Michelli, uh, Gunther, and Cooley. Yeah, and you and obviously you need the skill players to win cups. I mean, look at Colorado; they're they're top guys, but you need depth. You need a well-rounded team. We've seen it with you know the Edmonton Oilers, McDavid and Dreisaitl. It's not enough to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, you need you need depth. So if that's you know what these players we're talking about now, if they make it to the NHL, if that's what they can provide, um, that's great. That's what they need. Uh, let's move on to the next guy on this list, and he is one who is playing in the tournament. Right now, it's Sam Lipkin. I think he was a bit of a surprise uh, at the preliminary list that he even made the Team USA camp, let alone the Team USA roster. And that's because he's also a seventh-round pick for the Arizona Coyotes in 2021, 223rd overall. He was drafted uh, in the World Juniors right now. He has just one point in five games played, um, but he's currently at Quinnipiac in the NC. Double A, where he has 19 points in 18 games. Craig, what do you know about Sam Lipkin? Another, you know, seventh round draft pick. First of all, can we talk about the seventh round draft picks in Bill Armstrong's tenure here? I mean, we're talking about Ben McCarty, Sam Lipkin, and Adam Zlinka, who is also playing in the World Juniors at this point. You have to go all the way back to the Coyotes' inaugural season of 1996 to find a seventh round pick who actually genuinely panned out at the NHL level. Uh, PD will know this name, Trevor Litowski. Oh, wow. Yeah, but oh, like, go through go the list of seventh-round picks. Nope, 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 nope. You just see how hard it is, and yet there's there's potential with all three of these guys. Sam Lipkin, is another. he's, he's playing on the wing right now. He's a big kid, though, 6'3", and, and I know – I talk about Lee Stepniak a lot. Obviously, he's my primary contact for talking about prospects because he's the director of development. Um He's got a special liking for Sam Lipkin. He likes this kid's attitude. He likes a lot of things about this kid. And li- listen, when you're a seventh round draft pick, you better have that sort of attitude, right? You better have, I'm going to overcome whatever's thrown in front of me because 
you're a seventh round draft pick and the numbers just say you're not going to make it. Well, Sam Lipkin just made the World Junior Championship roster and that was a bit of a surprise. He's actually gotten a chance to play a little bit World Juniors. So, and also Quinnipiac is a terrific program coached by Rand Pechtel, who, side note, played at Colorado College and was a pain in my ass when we played against them. He was a net front guy who I hated and like to slash his <laughs> like to slash his Achilles tendon, uh, but anyway, that's a really good college program, a good place for him to develop. So we'll see with Sam Lucan, another intriguing prospect. Yeah, when we talk about a, a Sam Lucan, one thing I don't want to get too people get too excited and go, he's he's going to be in the roster when the rebuild is over, and Sam Lucan is going to be holding down the the left wing on the fourth line. I, I'm not sure if that's a stretch or not, but to Craig's point. I would have said he's not going to make the world junior team for the United States of America either. And and here he is. So when you talk about the attitude of a seventh round player, it's those guys like Ben McCarthy that don't Ben McCartney, that don't quit. They don't give up. They do it with their work ethic. And I tell you what, you never say never. Um, I, I think on, on paper right now with his size and his abilities, I, I do probably see he's going to be a top end American league kid and that's okay too. Um, but he's 20 years old and he's six foot three. So maybe he matures differently. Maybe his, he, he becomes a a different player over the next two years. There are, there are players at big sizes and I'm going to go way back and meet people won't know this name, but there was a a college player named Joel Otto that played Mm -hmm. in my hometown of Bemidji state. And he, he was big six, three, six, four. And he went to Bemidji state at the time was the division three school. And you know what? he got looked over by all the division one programs because he hadn't grown into his body yet. And he hadn't got, he was, he was kind of lanky and uncoordinated. Well, he ends up playing for the Calgary flames and winning a Stanley cup and becoming one of the best two way centers of his time. And his role was to play against Gretzky when he was on the edge. So never say never. And with his size, he may be a guy that that's attractive to um, this organization specifically with Bill Armstrong because of his size. And maybe he becomes that player right now. I don't want to cap him, but I think he's a a top end American league player. All right. Well, let's talk about the last forward of this group. And Craig, you'll have to let me know if I'm saying this right. Akurati? Yeah, Akurati. Yeah, Akurati, Bro- okay. brother, brother of Aturati, who's doing some nice things for the Islanders right now. So, wow. So yeah. it's in the family. Um, mm-hmm. tw- a 2019 fifth round pick, 151st overall by the Arizona Coyotes. He plays in Liga in Finland uh, at the moment, where he has a 24 points in 29 games. What do you know about? This guy. Yeah, playing for Tampere and Ilves. I think a lot of people know that name now. Uh, Tampere is where great was, jersey. Tep, yeah, great jersey. And that's where Tepo Newman was born. Uh, Coyote, Coyote Ring of Honor member. Um, the reason I put Rati on this list is because the Coyotes, his rights with them expire on June 1st. So they're going to have a decision to make. And it's been a sort of a long process waiting to see what would happen. He played his first three seasons with Carpot. Really didn't find it, really didn't develop the way they, they maybe envisioned when they drafted him in the fifth round in 2019. And, of course, that was that was the previous regime when John Chaika was the general manager and they, they had a different director of amateur scouting as well. Um, but he's starting to produce this year. Uh, it, it's not at an elite level, but he's starting to produce. Um, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what the Coyotes decide with Akurati. Again, I mentioned his brother is doing some nice things, and that took a little while to develop as well with the Islanders. He was a higher draft pick, but 
Akurati, uh, you know, he could become a free agent in June if the Coyotes decide not to uh, sign him. And what do you do? I mean, if you do decide to sign him, do you keep him over there? Do you think he's ready to come over to North America? I'm curious how they, they feel on him. And I'm, I'm probably going to write something on him soon because I, I sort of want to check in. I get a lot of people asking me about him. I think it's because of his brother and they wonder, you know, whether he is still part of their future. So I'm probably going to check into him in uh, my next prospect report. Yeah, I, I, here's another one that I'm going to call call him a tweener that I'm just not sure about yet. Um, you want to see a kid like like you said, you talked about his brother playing for the Islanders and, and being an everyday player in the National Hockey League right now. I'm not sure that that's the ceiling for his brother. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think he's his size isn't particularly there. He's not like a big guy that can carry him through that. He's a tweener. He's six foot tall. Um, he's not extremely offensive. He's not extremely defensive. He's a good player. He's a good player. And I think, Craig, one thing Bill doesn't like to do, he doesn't like to lose assets for free. And so I wouldn't be surprised if you try to sign him again. And you, you I mean, his brother, his brother was drafted in the second round, 52nd overall. So much, much higher than than he was. And he's also six foot two. So he's bigger and he's offensively more gifted than he was. But you got to have players playing in the American League too. And you might yep. as well have good players playing in the American League. So you might as well have your homegrown drafted players playing in the American League. I think the key to this player is if you can sign him, I think it's important that you get him to North America. I think you got to see what he can do. And I think it's an American League player for now and see what if he can fit in and play. And you really you don't lose anything. I no. think you need to sign him because I don't think Bill Armstrong wants to lose him for free. And that's a good league too that he's playing in. So it's a good developmental league. I, I, yeah. Well, I, like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to go too far down this road because I really don't know how they feel about him yet. But I'm. I'm going to check in on him soon. It's so crazy talking about all these guys and looking at their birth years. Like I saw 2003, right, 2004, 2005. Like nuts. I know we do our shtick all the time about me making you guys feel old, but this is making me feel old. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. It. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, he's still 19. It's like, oh, my God, these kids are so, you know, successful and have worked so hard at what they do. So, you know, they're not they're not quite 21 yet. So I would advise they don't try four peaks until then. But maybe the trajectory of their careers and their development path will get them here when they're 21 and over and then they can enjoy four peaks because they should it's, it's obviously the best beer in town we love four peaks immensely we were drinking it last night on the post game show and uh, we're really excited to partner with four peaks for the inaugural phnx tea party presented by four peaks at dobson ranch golf course we'll be there january 13th 5 30 p.m renting out the entire driving range Big Drive Energy will be there. The PHNX crew, the PHNX Suns crew will be there. There's going to be a watch party with giant screens to watch the Suns and Timberwolves game. There's going to be golf, food, drinks, contests, and prizes. Plus, Four Peaks will be there with beer samples and swag. So check the link in the description to reserve your spot right now. And for our diehards, check Discord for your special link where you'll save 20% on this awesome event. It's next week. So you know, tickets are going quick. Make sure you reserve yours. It's going to be a really, really great, really fun night. Um, well, we've already talked about it. USA Canada later today. Um, I have to check the odds on DraftKings. I'm curious. I'm sure Canada is favored. Um, but if you want to put your if 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 you want to put some money on it to make it more exciting, or maybe put money on the other game, the the other semifinal game, or in the world juniors, you can do that. Or you can just not bet on that at all and bet on something else because you can do that 
all on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, it's it's the best place. We talked about last night how much fun we had watching the Coyotes game, knowing there was money on the line on DraftKings. So download it now if you haven't already. Sign up with the promo code PHNX. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And PD, I don't know if you got my text, but do you have a DraftKings pick of the week? Um, I can get one right now. Okay, maybe we should do, should we do World Juniors? Yeah, let's, we have to do World Juniors because... I'm pulling up the odds. Um, Okay, Canada's minus 195, US is plus 160. And then on the other game, Sweden's plus 115. No, we're going to Canada. Is that the puck line? Okay, there's also the over-under, which is seven. And Um, the puck line... I think this is going to be a high-scoring, so I'm going to go over the seven because I think the skill is there. I think the the offensive power and the skill is much better than the goaltending for either team. I take the over... And I won't put our countries in jeopardy in our, uh, I will not get the infighting in the PHNX Coyotes group. Okay, so I like I'm that. I'm just going to take the over in the Canada versus U.S. game today. All right. my so, DraftKings pick of the week. Yes, over seven goals. That's plus 110 right now on DraftKings for PD's DraftKings pick of the week. So if you want to tail or stay away from it, whatever you want. But I'm, I'm glad you didn't pick uh, against either one because I just hope both teams have fun and I hope... Gunther and Cooley light it up. <laughs> I both, I both, I, I hope both teams have. I'm fun. a dual citizen. Don't even keep score. Just go have fun, kids. I'm a dual citizen. It's hard for me. I just want Logan Cooley and Dylan Gunther to both have hat tricks, and then the then the over will hit. The DraftKings pick of the week will hit, and the Coyotes prospects will look good. Yeah, there it's you like go. Leah's like the the five year old T ball. Just let him go have fun. We won't even keep score today. It's this is why juniors. I never played sports competitively after middle school because I'm not. Ass. I'm just like <laughs> I can't. I hope the Americans kick their ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's I don't right. Care if they have fun or not, I mean, it could be complete misery. That's fine. Just win the damn game. Well, it'll be fun for me either way. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get into the defenseman prospects that we're going to talk about, and the first one on the list is one you know I think we're familiar with just because he was a draft pick this past year and that's Maverick Lamoureux. Um, he was a first round pick in 2022 drafted 29th overall by the Coyotes. If you've ever seen this guy in person, he is a tall, tall guy, but um, unfortunately he's faced some injury struggles as of late, but Craig, what do you got on Maverick Lamoureux? Well, he's finally returned to playing, right? He, he missed a lot of the early part of the season with injuries, so he finally came back on the ice. And a lot of people have been asking about him. He came back just before Christmas, got back on the ice. I think he's played four games now, has three three assists. But the thing that excites them, aside from the fact that, you know, his parents French kissed on camera at the draft, <laughs> is his size and his willingness to use that size. This guy is huge. And he likes to play physically. Uh, what do you think Bill Armstrong thinks about a player like this? He's got that kind of reach, that kind of range, and he likes to play a physical game. Bill Armstrong loves size. We know that. But in particular, he loves size on the back end. And that is something to keep in mind moving forward as the Coyotes draft defenseman. He really believes that size matters on the back end for the reach, for the ground that you can cover simply with your reach. Maverick Lamoureux has it in spades. 
Yeah, and one of the things, when you look at the defense that we're going to talk about here, I think their development path is probably a little bit longer than what we saw in the players up front, and Maverick uh, Lamroof fits that bill. I think it's going to take him a little longer. And we, we talk about his size, but you're going to have to grow into that size too. He's still just a kid. He's 18 years old. And and being six foot seven at 18 years old, you're still got some work to do to fill that body out, fill that frame out, get, you know, you're, you're still a little bit awkward. I, I think he's going to be a longer path. Um, having said that, we talk about roles at the back end. And, and I don't see Maverick Lamoureux being a one, two right now, but uh, you need six defensemen to play. So if he's your if he's your five six with that reach, he can kill penalties and he can defend. I don't think he's a guy that's going to get you you know fifteen to twenty goals. He's not going to be that offensive guy lugging the puck up the ice. But you need guys that can put guys through the glass, and I think that's what you look for from Mavic Lamoureux. I wouldn't expect to see him in a Coyote sweater anytime soon. So put that name in your back pocket, and it's something you're going to need down the road when they get through the rebuild. Um, but if they could have this player on their back end, let's say five six years from now. When he's 23, that makes more sense to me. And you got a six foot seven player that is now not 197 pounds. Now he's 230. And now you go, oh, oh, I got to go against that guy all night long. That could be a problem. I, I, I still think there's, there's some, some, some room for him to grow. And I don't mean physically, but as a player. Yeah. And that's an important note, uh, point to note, PD. The Bill Armstrong talked about this as well. With a player of this size, it's going to take a little longer for them to develop. He's got to, He's got to grow into his body basically and learn how to use it when you're growing at that sort of rate. You got to figure out how your limbs are working now. Everything's different because everything's longer. So it's going to take a little time. Six crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> you think about, yeah, you think like guys like Zidane Chara, right? What they're able to accomplish simply with their reach. But give him time. Like if he's not, if he's not coming along in one or two years, don't freak out. They definitely look at this guy as more of a long-term project, but they love a lot of what they see in him, particularly his feistiness, his attitude. He's he's a great kid. You guys remember talking to him at the draft. He's just got this giant smile on his face yeah. the whole time. Great sense of humor. But again, he's got a nasty side on the ice. They they like a lot about this kid. Yeah, I remember at the draft, he was so smiley. Like I never, I've never seen him frown in my life. And then you hear that he's tough on the ice, like kind of mean and I was like oh my god how he's so happy um, but maybe we'll see him at the, the days of the Ted maybe the the Ted will align with his development path let's talk about our next guy on this list another good name Artyom is that how you say his first name well let's let's ask when he comes over from Russia because I never Duda. Know. you hear pronunciations from from Americans and Canadians oh this is how it's pronounced and then the guy comes over and is like no like you you like Jan Yedek right it's not pronounced Jan Yenik. It's Jan Yenik, coming straight <laughs> yeah. from his mouth. That's how it's pronounced, Jan Yenik. Yes, but no, nobody says it that way. So let's wait and find out. But yeah, for now, Artem Duda. Sure, we'll call it. Say, well, it says on Elite Prospects, aka Artem Duda. So right. Right. you know, I'll take that. Um, another 2022 pick in the second round, 36th overall by the Coyotes. But yeah, Craig, like you mentioned, uh, he's over in in Russia at the moment. So. Well, he wasn't at the draft. We did not get to speak no, with him. But what do you Russia know about this guy? Are, unless they're first round picks. But yeah, well, he's 18 and he's already been called up to the K. He's 6'1". Wow. This is a puck moving skilled defenseman. Again, a guy who's off the radar because he's playing in Russia. But another guy, we'll see how he develops. Again, Petey, Petey said this earlier. Temper all your expectations until you get him on North American soil. 
and you can really get a feel for what they might become, but they are, you know, we talk about the Coyotes not maybe not having any top four defensive prospects in their system. The, the last two guys that we're talking about could be those guys once they develop. This is a skilled, skilled defenseman, a great skater with great vision. They're really excited. And the fact that he was called up to the K at age 18 is really impressive because that's, that's a tough place to play at that age. It usually doesn't happen. So keep an eye on Artem Duda. Yeah, and this is, to Craig's point, this is a top four defenseman. This is a guy when you're filling in roles, this is a guy that moves the puck extremely well. He's a playmaker and he skates extremely well. So this is the guy that, when you talk about this team looking for size, he, I mean, he's 6'1". He's not like he's he's small, but he's a pretty average to below average size defenseman. He's not going to be the guy guarding the front of the net. He's there to move the puck up the ice. So... You talk about the roles that players like Gostas Bear play. I, I think this is a guy that's going to be in that role where you need to get a guy that can move the puck up the ice but skate much better than Ghost can right now. Um, the concern, and this is always a concern with players playing in Russia, is you got to get them here. And then, yep. and you you saw that when uh, the most recent example is Kirill Kaprizov that everybody loves in Minnesota. It's fantastic. It was a process for the Minnesota Wild to get him here. And it took time. It took money. And you know what? We'll see. I, I, I'm excited about the player. I, I think there are a lot of good things about this player. I just hope he can do some of his developing here in North America and doesn't spend the next three to five years in Russia. Yeah, that is a really important point to make as well. When you got guys playing pro hockey in the K, they're making pretty good money. The top end guys are making pretty good money. So what's their incentive to come over and play in the AHL for a couple seasons. It's tough. That's that's a tough one to navigate. So that that is something to watch. By all accounts, from what I've heard, he really wants to come. The NHL is his dream, but the devil's in the details. Okay, are you ready to step right into the NHL, or do we need you to be in the A? Are you willing to be in the A? All that is worth watching. Yep. Um, and one other fun fact I just discovered about him that nobody cares about but me. Uh, <laughs> he and I have the same birthday. Oh, well, that's April 8th, that. except he is... Eight years younger than me uh, to the day. So see, this is going to happen with with increasing frequency, Leah. You're going to start seeing like more and more people that are younger than you. It's I, I know it's it's a it's a strange thing about place. how Katie and I feel. You're like more than half <laughs> I know, I know. This is like my karma for giving you guys shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's get to our last defenseman on the list. Here's another name: Emil Martinson Lilleberg. How did I do? Lilleberg. Yeah. Lilleberg. Not at all an offensive defenseman. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 2021 fourth round pick by the Coyotes, 107th overall. And he's over in Sweden right now. Is that yeah. is that right? Yeah, um, he made the leap from Norway. So and that's that's a really good sign. They wanted to see how he could transition into a really good league, the SHL. Um, this is more of a I don't want to I hesitate to call him a defensive defenseman because then people just like, okay. Stay at home. He doesn't have any offensive skills. They actually like the way this kid skates and moves the puck, but he's not going to produce a lot of offense. He's going to make that good first pass, right? But he's going to he, be more. Of, go ahead, Craig. You, you've you've been here a long time. Leo will absolutely not know this name at all. But is he a Radislav Suchi? Is he a guy <laughs> that that you can play, can eat minutes, can play both yeah. sides of the puck, but he's not going to score? You like him, and you're yeah, okay that's with what him they on hope. the ice. Yeah, that he's he's a guy that eats minutes, and ra there's you need Radislav Suchis on your team. And if you don't know the name, look him up. He played in the early 2000s. Yeah, I have no clue who that is. Yeah, but but that's the kind of player I expect out, out of this. And this is another one that's 
takes time to develop these defensemen. I don't think any of these guys are Rasmus Dahlin and, and you, or Owen Power. They're going to step in and play right away. So I think you have to have some patience. But Craig's right. This isn't a guy that's going to be Jacob Chikrin-esque in his numbers. No. Maybe if in, in a dream scenario, he's Nicholas Yalmerson. Yeah, exactly. that would yep. be great. Wow, look at you. Add him, add him to the fun name list, too. Although Yalmerson's a little bit harder to pronounce by reading it on the page, I guess, yeah. if you will. Um, but for all these guys, you know, it's, if they make the transition to North America, it's going to be an adjustment, you know, getting comfortable here. So I would recommend to them when they do get here to furnish their new place wherever they may live with more furniture, because that is one way to ensure you have the best and most comfortable place that feels like a home when they get over here. And for everybody else as well, check out more furniture. PD last night commented before our post game show, like this is the most comfortable I've been like he, we were just so comfortable in those chairs. I think we were all slouched a little bit and it was just so comfy. Um, so check out more furniture. It's a great time of year to buy beginning of the new year. Redo that room you've been putting off um, and you can save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. And um, I think I'm going to check out the Underdog Fantasy app tonight. I haven't been on it in a while, but I want to because it's so much fun. The Phoenix Suns play today. I know that they have, you know, had their issues, but that's why it's really fun to play the pick 'em game or do daily fantasy because it's just like a one game commitment. You're not committing to a full season. You're not committing to whether which team's going to win or lose. You're just, you know, doing higher lowers for player totals. And if you have lost all your hope in the suns you can just do lowers on all of them um so check out underdog fantasy it's a ton of fun we use it all the time you can do drafts with your friends drafts with strangers or just play the pick em game by yourself and it's like i can't emphasize enough how easy it is to use and how easy it is to get started all you have to do is go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app sign up with the promo code phnx and underdog will match your first deposit up to 100 dollars. all right we're down to our last two guys on the list, and it's the goalies. The goalies. This, so we got the two goalie experts here, Craig and Petey. Um, but we'll start with Anson Thornton, who uh, was actually the OHL goaltender of the month in the month of December. 5-0-0-1, a 2.25 goals against average, 9-4-5 save percentage. Um, what do you guys know about Anson Thornton? No, he was a bit of a surprise when the Coyotes signed him to that ELC last season. They brought him to camp, you know, really young player, opened a lot of eyes, and they knew, again, goaltenders, even more so than defensemen, are projects. They, they take longer to develop on average than any other player, any other position player in hockey. So they're willing to be patient with him. They love his size. They love his athleticism. They think there's a lot to work with there. So, again, just be patient. But people wonder, you know... When you look at the Coyotes' draft history, and PD, you know this, they've never drafted a starting goaltender. Never. Literally never. All their guys that they've picked up have come via waivers, via trade, free agency, all those, those avenues. Can you develop a goaltender that is your goaltender in the future? We know about Ivan Prozvedov down in Tucson. We'll see where that goes. They have a, a decision to make on him after this season. But this is one guy to watch who's very early in his development stage still, but a guy that's intriguing and you love to see things like you just mentioned, Leah, he, uh, he had some bits and starts earlier in his career, had some injuries too, but he's starting to show some consistency and to be named the OHL player of the month is 
kind of a big deal. Goaltender of the month is a kind of a big deal because that's that is the league, the number one league for producing draft picks. And the big key here is his size. I mean, he he came in last year and he is a monster. And I tell you what, Bill Armstrong is not drafting Craig Morgan or Steve Peters to play in the net for the Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, you yeah. last night talking about being 5'10", standing up in your net. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These kids are, are taller when they're they're on their knees than I was standing up. So he's, he's attracted by his size, but it takes time. And we talked about time for the defenseman, even longer with a goalie. And, and, and the frustrating part for this organization, Craig mentioned it, you have two first-round draft picks, Patrick DeRocher and Mark Byzantine, that they drafted in the first round, and neither of them played Oy. for this team. I mean, they had one game, but, but between the two of them, one game. That's not. These are guys that right now, Mark Visentine right now should be the guy for this organization. He should be the guy for the next, he should have been the guy for the last three years, and he should be the guy for the next five years, and guess what? He's not playing hockey. Well, at least not yeah. here. So um, it's okay to have your goalie develop and go through this path. He's in, He's a free agent that they signed. He didn't go through the draft. It's okay. He's six foot four and it's taking time. And the bigger goalies, it's going to take even longer. We talked about Prozvatov and his path. It's not quite time to say Prozvatov's not going to be an NHL goalie, but his path is not going the way we, the scouts and the organizations, I think had planned. I, I think that they had expected better quicker for Prozvatov. He's finally getting some success as a team this year. So never say never with him. Um, and maybe he's a bridge that gets you to one of these big guys that we're talking about. Um, it's way, way, way too early to be talking about Anson Thornton. Um, I'm, I think again, I'll put my tinfoil hat on. I think when this is over, meaning the rebuild and they're ready to start winning, they're more than likely going to have to find a goalie elsewhere to bridge that gap until draft picks that they're going to get this year next year and potentially the year after are ready to play. I think there's going to be a bridge guy that they take and they've done it here before that you take a number two somewhere else and make him your guy. And he excels and runs away with it. That's just a guess. And, and by the time that that happens, I will be retired. So no one <laughs> will hold me to it. Wow. Okay. Oh, one last thing. He's also a goofy goalie, like a Corral Vamelka means he catches with his right hand. So um, they're also a little more rare. And, and it's, I tell you what, top shooters, it's harder. I, I know you think it's a, it's a little thing, but you're catching with your right versus most goalies catching with your left. And it, it's, it's a thing. Yeah, it throws um, so, off shooters. Yeah, so keep an eye on that, mm. too. He, he is another goofy goalie like Vamelka. And that's not being mean. That's what they call them. They call them goofy goalies when you catch with the other. <laughs> All right, we got one last guy on this list, and it's Rasmus. I'm giving us to you, Craig. Korhonen. It's just Korhonen. like it <laughs> Okay, yeah. there, there Play, you go. Played with Asat over in the league. Uh, you look at the numbers, you say, well, I was not putting up numbers, but I there are no numbers that I care about uh, for goaltenders. In other leagues because it's just going against and save percentage, which, as I've said over and over and over again, our team stats. Uh, Asad is currently in a, a postseason position, but in a low one, not a great team. So you, it, that's probably a reflection. But again, a project here and a huge project. He's six five. He's even bigger than than Anson Thornton. So we'll see. We'll just see. I mean, he's he's twenty years old. That is really young for a goaltender. We're probably four years away from knowing really anything about what he's going to be. But again, he's huge. They like a lot of what they've seen and he's playing in a good league for his development. He's also playing, you know, in an area of the world right now 
that is developing better goaltenders than North America. There are not a lot of great goaltenders coming out of North America. Probably a story for a deeper dive, but uh, Petey might have some thoughts on this. Re- yeah, <laughs> and we talked but, about it last uh, night. I'm not going to. Yeah. Did we put out that rant yet, Leah? Is that going to be out? There? It is I'm up gonna, on Twitter at the moment okay, at PGX Goalie coaches across North America. John Elkin will probably get me on the phone on that one. But but Craig, everything we said about uh, Thornton, just copy and paste and say it on Carhonen. But we yep. don't know. He's big. It's early. And what the other thing we've learned about goaltenders right now in the National Hockey League, if you better have three of them, and you might need four of them. Because as you look through the injury reports on some of these teams, most teams have gone to their third goalie already, and some have gone to four, and some have gone to five, as to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, so you, you need to be deep in this position, and you, can, if you're going to take a flyer, take a flyer on a guy that's six foot five. Like that's okay. Like, um, so I think they both have a long way to go on their development. He's another guy that I think his path is going to be a little bit harder than Thornton's just because Thornton's in North America right now playing against a different style of shooter and not on that, that wide European ice that I think that's an adjustment for goalies when they first come to North America. So I think he'll, he'll be, you know, he's going to start off as an East coast league. Is it a, an American league? I don't know, but he's going to have to come to North America and learn this game because it is much, much different than it is in the European leagues. So another one of those names, when we talk about Cohonan is put that name in your back pocket and you might not need it in the next year or two. Um, I would say, you know, we're four or five years away from having to know him as, as part of this organization. Yep. And, Oh, go ahead, Craig. Yeah, I just wanted to add one thing. In terms of the goaltending and, and scouting these guys, I love – I wrote about this when Brian DeCord was still a member of this organization before he just realized he just couldn't do the the miles uh, in his life at this point. But the Coyotes have a couple of goaltending scouts, and that's still somewhat rare in, in the league. They have Clay, Clay Adams, who, who bounces all over the place, uh, but they also have Magnus Olsen, over in Sweden, who looks at Sweden and Finland, bounces down to the continent. So they've got eyes on these guys, and they've got experts who can really evaluate goaltenders. It's not, you know, your position scout, a guy who was a forward saying, yeah, I like what I see in this goaltender. It's it's more of an expert, really, understanding the position and what it might take to translate to the NHL. So that's an encouraging sign for the organization. Yeah, that's really interesting. I don't think I realized, A, that the Coyotes had that, and B, that that's not something that everybody has so it's it's encouraging to know and if this if this team can take in goalies and goalies seem to thrive here there's no reason that it can't you know you can't have a homegrown goalie thrive here too it just hasn't happened yet so maybe one of these guys will be the guy um i love i love talking about prospects i love looking toward the future it's really fun and maybe it's one of those things where we you know we just get these names in our head and then in a couple years you say oh that guy like we talked about him back in 2023 and look at him now he's here um so really exciting to think about who knows what will happen how things will shake out um but somebody who who panned out exactly as projected was Sidney crosby (laughs) um and he will be in town this coming Sunday. So if you want to see him in person, if you want to get tickets to that game, check out game time to get your tickets for that. The Coyotes uh, have two more games on the road here. Then they're home for three games in a row against San Jose and Ottawa as well after the, that Pittsburgh game. So lots of opportunities to see them at home. As always, check out game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link below in our description as always, you can save up to 60% off when you wait till the day of an event. Um, so it's a great, great thing to use. We talk about all the time how easy it is. Um, but definitely check out Game Time for your Coyotes tickets and also Suns 
Um, Cardinals are done here this season, Suns, but also concerts and shows as well. So lots of great things coming up here. It's a great time of year for sports. And lastly, if you haven't already, check out the phnxlocker.com to grab your hoodies. We got Phoenix gear in, all the hoodies in, the diehard only zip-ups. So check that out. I'm, I've seen everybody, every single day I've come into the office in the last two weeks, somebody is wearing a phnx hoodie um, because they're so comfortable. And and they're they're also like really good looking hoodies. So check out the locker You get and become a diehard to get 20% off. You can get a free shirt or hat every year when you sign up. Access to the premium diehard level content, um, such as Craig's Prospect Reports, which are diehard level content, and then uh, 20% off events as well, like we always mention, um, especially with that PHNX Tea Party coming up. So become a diehard today. Check out gophnx.com slash diehard to join the family. All right. Any uh, any final notes, PD? No, we got right. games. What? How many games now? Three games in four nights? Woo! Get Woo. used to it. Woo! <laughs> let's go. Yep, I'm ready. Let's go. And, and by the way, let's stop raining. I got shit to do outside. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> How about no, that rain game that now, good, PD, huh? I tell you what, that was a good show today. And these are names that as we get through a, a these rebuilds, these are the things we need to talk about. We need to talk about the future looks like. And so they're names you don't need to memorize today, but you're going to need to know them tomorrow. So we're yep. going to keep throwing them at you for the next uh, several years so they become daily names by the time they get into this Coyotes lineup. Yep, absolutely. And it's it's you never know. You look at the Connor Garlands, the Michael Buntings, those are those weren't, you know, first overall picks and look where they are today. Um that's it for us today. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, like, subscribe, leave us a review and we'll be live again tomorrow night on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel after the Philadelphia Flyers-Coyotes game. So be sure to subscribe there as well as follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms. And uh, lastly, of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Leah Merrill. PD's at S. Peters Hockey. Craig is at Craig S. Morgan. Sean's at Sean underscore DePage. And our show is at PHNX underscore Coyotes, where right now you can find PD ranting about reverse BH and understand what it is and why he hates it so much on the subject of goaltenders by the way. So check that out as well. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll talk to everybody tomorrow.